All right, and you're coming back to the Free Associates. And I got to say, those promos were awesome. What a well selected group of promos. That RBG um, promo was excellent. It was very free associative. It <laughs> really got your attention. Robin, you were sitting there like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> I loved it. That's what we want. Um, so, congratulations on whoever created that. Now, I'm going to do what you did to me. Okay, I'm going to show you a picture now. Okay. <clears throat> I've created a picture and you need to free associate on it. You can't, well, I'm not going to put any rules. I had to do it very quickly. Here's the picture you need to free associate on. <laughs> I thought you'd um, like that. This is cool. Somebody who's wearing um, a set of horns is smoking a cigarette, squinting, looking, it seems like, maybe at a sign that says, you know, you are not okay mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's just looking at it smoking and it's true if if in fact that is what the sign says it's probably it's probably true that's probably right yeah yeah he's not okay okay good i like that all right we'll try to put that on the website too all right we are back and we are talking about uh, specialization versus generalization our phone number is 413-545-3691 413-545-3691. If you want to join the conversation, you might be a specialist out there. You might be knitting a giant tapestry of super high def, and you might be your teeth might be gritting here and just thinking that these generalists are lost. They're just lost mm-hmm. people. Or you might be so you might be doing five or six different sports simultaneously. <laughs> like, let's think about. I remember when I was a kid, I was mesmerized by the one man bands. You don't really see that anymore, but we used to go down to Boston, there'd be a guy with a drum on his back and a trumpet, and I just thought, that's pre- that guy that guy or that woman has just basically nailed the universe there. Like, how could this person be out on the street and not, like, on MTV? You know, I was young. But, so, <clears throat> if you want a part of that conversation, 413-545-3691 is the number. Okay, so now... Shall we talk about grit? We've been saving yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I do just want to add, though, that um, Epstein does recognize that there is with, when he looks at these swath of, of very successful people, um, they usually do have one area of expertise that they then can apply to other areas. So... I think it's important to note that it is it's a, sort of a hybrid model where you, you do gain the experience or expertise of going diving deep mm-hmm. and, and um, like you were saying earlier, developing grit. Yeah. You know, because I don't think anyone can deny that really, you know, the pursuing uh, one... Um, like pursuing a practice of some kind does develop a, a heightened uh, yeah. se- sensibility that that you just you really can't get if you're if you're sort of floating on the surface of a lot of different. Although I guess you could argue things. that in your young years you could do that. Uh, yeah. You don't need to like necessarily go deep with anything. Uh, it, it reminds me of what's the call. This is a cool term. I only learned this in the last couple of years. It's something called henotheism. 
opposed mm. to like polytheism. Mm. And in henotheism, there's a lot of gods, but one distinctly chief god, mm. right? Like Zeus is the chief gods of the Greeks. Like, mm-hmm. And so in that, ca- that case, it's almost like a henotheistic attitude, right? That's like, interesting, yeah. There's one thing that you're very good at, but you're also running around doing other things. Mm-hmm. Roger probably, Federer was probably really, tennis was his main thing. He was doing other things. He talks about Nobel laureates. Well, obviously... They specialized in physics. Like, they weren't, like, doing equal... Yeah, whatever it was. They weren't spending equal time in the playhouse, for the most part. I I don't think that they were. Um, So I agree with you. And that's why I felt like this italicized subtitle was... I felt like it was clickbait a little bit. Mm. Is grit overrated? Now, how could we justify that? Um, I guess here's the argument. And this goes back to a book that was written... Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mom. Now, do you remember that book when it well, came I th- out? Well, I think it is kind of interesting how we're talking about Tiger Woods well, and the Tiger Mom. I don't is, know. I what don't, we can do with that <laughs> That's free associative, for sure. <laughs> but, um, but I think that, I don't know if there's any connection there, but the Tiger Mom concept was this, uh, the woman writing it was Asian American mm-hmm. and was borrowing from her own kind of background and what parenting looks like and in parenting as she presented it, was very different in China in the sense that um, if your kids do a really bad birthday card, you mention it. That was one of the funny ones. <laughs> like, you didn't spend enough time on this. This is terrible. This is not a good birthday card. But also that you really force them to do something. And one thing I really did like when that book came out was that she said, you don't know if you like it because you're not any good at it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, her daughter came to her and said, I don't like piano. And she's like, no kidding. You're terrible at piano. I don't know if she said you're terrible, but you're not going to like it until you're good at it. And some things have a learning curve that are pretty steep. I would say that musical instruments do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, soccer's learning curve is, kids love soccer because the learning curve is tiny. I mean, mm-hmm. be- becoming a master at soccer is obviously a work. It can be a work of genius, but like it's pretty simple you kick the ball down the field but piano you got two hands you got the pedals at the bottom now a lot of these things require that like you push your child through that stage where they don't like it and say you know you you'll like it and i say to harper i say listen this is gonna be magical you know four years from now three years from now you're gonna be like ripping uh, piano songs and i see it because the high school kids all know who's good at the piano for example like they'll be like hey Go up and play the piano because they know which kids are good at it. Yeah. um, What Epstein talks about is, you know, when a musical instrument is chosen for for the child, um, the greats, I mean, I don't know, some of them, I guess, become, you know, very successful and accomplished. Oh, yeah, I think some of them do. But he he gives the example of Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma started uh, his musical career very young, but it was with the piano and... I think the violin, maybe. Okay. Um, and he chose cello later. And that seemed to be, that that was thematic, that, you know, a lot of musicians, um, yes, they might have started uh, to pursue music early, but um, often a lot of them switched instruments. Sure. And so that's, if even if we just want to look at that sort of category of musicianship where, you know, Okay, so we we can recognize that learning music is a valuable skill. Reading music is a valuable skill. Understanding rhythm, pitch, tone, musicality, it's all it really does add to um a person's um just general sensibility. But then 
how do they choose which instrument? That seems to be like a maybe we could apply like the generalist attitude, which is you know okay, try the guitar, try mm-hmm. the piano. What how how does how does it feel fit with you? And he talks about how people who even showed a great deal of promise, there was a, a big drop off, like thirteen in the teenage years, um, if they had been practicing and mm-hmm. had been sort of forced to practice. Um, and a lot of them just dropped off, even if they showed promise, even if they were good at it, because it was not really something that they chose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can really relate to that, too. You know, if you're kind of like force fed uh, a process or a discipline, you're just, it's just going to be less appealing, you know? I guess so. I understand that. Like, agency is a big part of buy in, right? right. Uh, so, why did we choose? For Harper, that she play the piano. <laughs> well, um, because I agree with it. Like, if you're going to choose one, it's a good one to choose. Yeah, I mean, I really believe that the that the hand, uh, the hands really stimulate the brain. Mm-hmm. So you know, like in in my in my experience with all my different you know yogas and stuff, like they do a lot of mudras. So working the hands stimulates the brain, the full brain, and yeah. so that's my main. Um, Interest and then and then on just to, you know because I feel like it would be harder to teach her yoga. Um, it's something that she can kind of relate to and develop this idea of a practice. You know now I don't really care if it's if it's yoga or if it's drawing or you know but I think developing a practice in in which you're constantly relating to the to the to an output so you're that there's a you know what I'm saying like. Yeah. You're putting something out, seeing how you do, then responding to it in a in a creative way. That's a really valuable facility, I think. Sure, but don't you think there's and and Harper does love to draw and will draw. But isn't there a value in just being like, you know what, Harper, you're gonna do piano now, and you're gonna do it for a while, and you're gonna get good at it. I mean, isn't there room for that? I feel like there is. Well, you know, as opposed to sort of bringing her into a room full of instruments yes. and letting her decide. I'm not decide. a big fan of that one. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's not something that we've, we've done. No. But, I, I mean, I would be, I you would definitely like, be open oh, to that. Please, please step away from the tuba. Like, <laughs> do not please move away from the tuba because for all kinds of reasons, I don't want you to pick the tuba. <laughs> You know, like, and well, people do, yeah. because it's big and brassy, you know, it's gold, <laughs> but it's, and it's Those a shiny it's, object. By the way, to all tuba players out there, I love the tuba, but if you have a six or seven year old, it's a tough choice at that moment. And, you know, I had my own reasons for endorsing the piano. It's a composer's instrument. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great bass, bass uh, for understanding all instruments. All the keys are laid out. You understand mm-hmm. chords. You can kind of see them. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of benefit there. It's interesting if I could just kind of talk about my own experience mm-hmm. because I was forced to take violin and was terrible at it and, and cried in first grade when I was forced to be on stage mimicking playing the violin <laughs> because I went to Mr. Gagnon, yes, real name, and he said to me, I said, I don't know this. Like, I don't know any of this. He said, you going on stage anyway. Just raise the bow above the strings. So I'm sitting there, tears running down my face and the... <laughs> bow is three inches above the strings I'm terrified <laughs> you know so that was one experience and then we were forced I mean forced is yeah forced I was forced to play piano and that was a little better 
And then in seventh grade, I got my first electric guitar, and I remember every second of buying that guitar and bringing it back on the commuter rail from Harvard Square. Mm. And it was about 48 pounds. It was not a good guitar. Huge. You know? uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was a cheap guitar, but it was <laughs> the color of brown that you might see in a toilet. Okay, just so you know. So it was very affordable. Oh, my God. And it was, the, it was a copy of the B.C. Rich Warlock. So, I mean, it really was quite a guitar. And... It's interesting because now I play piano. You know, I played rock guitar for a long time, and now all I want to do is play the piano. Mm. And I was able to return to the piano, by the way, which I did when I was in a band because I had some basis in piano. Mm -hmm. You know, I did have two or three years of piano. So when I sat down on the piano, I wasn't confused. Like, I knew enough to be like, oh, I can play these notes. Mm -hmm. And now that's all I do. I play rock piano, Mm -hmm. like, for fun. I don't touch the guitar. But... So it's interesting. In my experience is that some of the things I was forced to do did lay a base basis for things that came later. Exactly. But I would never return to it if I had not gotten a guitar. That is to say all of it's of a piece. Yeah. I mean, these are the hard decisions that we have to make as parents, you mm-hmm. know, and especially now in this day and age where um, the full range, sorry to keep using that, of, of parenting styles... Um, you know, are, are available to us, the tiger mom version and the kind of the other, you know, the other version. I don't know what you want to call that. Just, I guess, the, the generalist well, the version. Rousseau, the Rousseau the model, Rousseau. you know, the Taoist, the Tao, the Taoist, Taoist model, yeah, yeah, which exists too. And, you know, maybe the, maybe the idea is, is that it's, it's not one or the other, but that you kind of develop a sensitivity to, to integrate both, you know, um, Right, and I do think that that's kind of an important point, which is you know uh, that there is this constant interplay between structure and freedom, um, structure and chaos, and 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 one question that came up when I was reading that um, the uh, the article on the book was you know answering is grit overrated. The question that came up to me is maybe it's it's not about grit and maybe it's not about necessarily specialization or generalization, but it's really about having agility, being yeah. able to know when to apply the searing um, one-pointed focus when needed and then being able to sort of let the foot off the gas and, and, and look up from um, your cognitive entrenchment and see what else is going on. And that that in itself is maybe what, where the book needs, you know, a new book needs to be written about. That capacity to... Yeah, um, foster agility. Foster real, you know, not only physical agility, although no, that's a course. great place to start, but... But cognitive, creative, and and emotional, really, like an emotional and intuitive agility, you know, something there, like... I guess so, yeah. I mean, intuitive, I wonder if you can, if that can be, like, something you can foster or... I mean, some people off, uh, clearly have a better sense of intuitive and just like literally are able to read signs better than other people's emotional signs. Yeah. And that can even be a burden, you know, it can be a burden because... Sometimes you don't really want to be able to have to read those signs. Um, but I, I do agree with you, and that's kind of where it comes down in parenting. Mm-hmm. If my kid is 12 and is just clearly hating the piano, maybe before they quit, I say, hey, do you want to stop this now? And if you want to buy another instrument, I'm totally open to it. You know, you stop it before 
they quit because you're paying attention to who they are and where they're at. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, but or, I mean, this is just a counter argument and maybe a, an endorsement for quote unquote specialization. You say, okay, so if you've been studying classical, let's switch to jazz. Let's switch to musical theater. Let's, you know, like, let's do new age genre or, mm-hmm. or something like that, where there's so much sort of variation even within a particular well, that's right. field. And, um, so that's a, another consideration is, is that even when you do quote unquote specialize, yep. there's a lot of opportunity and possibility even within the parameters. Of- right. I think that's a really good point. And Federer's parents were like, try squash, try, try racquetball. You like rackets. That's cool. Why don't you try a bunch of different ones? Exactly. And I have to say my experience is that they really inform one another. And there's lessons that you can learn only on the tennis court, but that can be translated on the racquetball court. Mm-hmm. And as someone who plays a couple instruments and I have friends who play like 20 instruments because once you start like doing that it becomes easier and easier to pick up another instrument like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like actually just like okay I'm going to play trumpet now and you'd be shocked if they played any kind of woodwind or anything then they're there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there are there's certain sounds that come out of a Fender Rhodes that will not come out of a guitar you mm-hmm. can write a different kind of song on that and so that's when it becomes magical mm-hmm. and al- alchemistic. You know, mm-hmm. you're almost kind of like blending something. And I really agree with you. Like when we talk about piano, what, what are we really talking about? Are we talking about like classical piano? Because the piano is an instrument, but there's just so many different things that you can do with that instrument. Mm-hmm. And you could be in a band or you could just do solo or you can never leave your house and play piano. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I agree with that. But what about my kind of like counterpunch here? My counterpunch before the break was like, this is all fine and well. I really agree with this philosophically. Um, I like this. You know, as, pers- as terms of personal satisfaction, I have trouble believing it can be beat to be a generalist. You know, and I also spend time trying to get good at certain things as well. I'm not just a generalist. But what about my argument, which is like, okay, Epstein, I love you, love your book, love your argument. You're a good guy. You're on my side. But our kids are increasingly in a specialized world, actually. You can talk about how robots are taking over specialized tasks. But in an affluent society, if you don't specialize, you get left behind. Mm. It's, not, it's not great. But I think about that with, with Rockwell and Harper. Like, am I going to put them in a year-long gymnastics league or a year-long baseball league uh what's the answer to that do you think because there is reality as well well there is reality and you know i mean first of all i think it's probably good to check ourselves as parents and and just as people when we're operating from a state of fear you know so that's just the first thing that comes to mind is you know and i but i do think that that's a big a big part of how we make choices but I don't necessarily think those lead to the best choices. So I was talking again to my friend, and um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna write this book on creativity and business, and and she was talking about how the music, the the uh, she's friends with the Carnegie Mellon University uh, head of the music department, and um, she's been visited, or you know, her friend has been visited by Google and Apple executives uh, for recruiting from the music department at, at Carnegie Mellon. And, and uh, she asked him, uh, why? Wait a second, you know, what, is, what does music have to do with um, computer engineering? And um, the answer was that, you know, engineers, they, they can engineer anything. You know, that's not a problem. Um, but it's choosing what, which things to engineer and, you know, how to make certain choices. 
about about what's most essential is something that um, they need a, a creative uh, sensibility for, mm-hmm. and that was the answer to that. And so, you know, I you know I I don't know what the world is going to look like when our kids twenty years from now when they're going to be released into the workforce. Um, I do think that computers are probably going to take on most of this rote learning, and in some ways, I'm like good because yeah. that will free up um, a lot of. Uh, a lot of opportunity for us to do other things. Um, now, how right. we adopt as an economy, as a society, is, I guess we're we're, we're well, seeing. Yeah, well, we'll see. And you and I, we we we're kind of um, aligned in this way, and and not aligned in other ways too. Like, I think I have a higher level of anxiety of what that might look like. But yeah. again, that's for a different time, perhaps. But um, you know, you also have to know who your child is. You know. Like, I kind of think uh, Harper's a generalist by nature. Like, that's the vibe I get. You know, she hasn't been a specialist, and I love her ge- I love her broad interests and stuff like that. I mean, and look who her parents are. It's not like oh, we can, you know, facilitate a skill set that we just do not have. Yeah, and, and also it's interesting to look at this book and be like, you know, a lot of this discussion is about, like, excellence. You know, that's, mm. like, genius. You know, like... That's a whole kind of like category in itself, how to raise a genius. Like, that's not really what I want to, that's not really where my parenting is at. Obviously, Tiger Woods is dead. And in his defense, I mean, obviously he saw that Tiger Woods was like a prodigy, you know, but the guy who raised the chess people, like he was on some kind of trip, you know, and I'm not even saying it's a bad trip, but it's not my trip. You know, I'm not out, I'm not interested in raising prodigies or like developing prodigies. And... I'm not sure the point of life is to just be a genius and just be the best ever that you were at. So, like, the conversation is kind of a funny conversation. Anyway, most of us are generalists. Most of us will always be generalists of a kind, although there is a movement in society towards specialization that I think would be healthy to challenge, you know? Yeah. All right. No, it's already over, huh? It's already over because the conversation was that good. (laughs) And it always is here on The Free Associates. Because, and you know why it's good? And do you know why you love us? And this is when the phones light up, folks. But do you know why you love us? It's because we just move all over the place. We move all over the place, and we just tackle anything that comes our way. Now, speaking of tackling anything that comes our way, we like to finish the show with what's on deck. Okay, so Robin, what's on your deck? What's coming up for you? Well, starting rehearsals for Matilda. Uh, Very yeah. excited about that. And that's going to be here at UMass, right? It sure is. So, yep. end of January, me and Harper are going to be on stage together. Yeah, speaking of generalization and specialization. <laughs> Very good. Well, I'm going to spend the weekend trying to figure out what to teach next week. I have an idea. It might include an Israeli-Palestinian negotiation simulation. So, that should be like having a root canal, folks. <laughs> like having a root canal with 28 young people. But they want it, and I want them to learn, and that's the goal. And so whatever we got to do to make that goal happen, we're going to make it happen. Well, we, we're glad you spent this time with us, and we are podcasted everywhere, and our website is barbarianinthevalley.com. It's been so good to have you. Until next week, see you later.